All right, how are we doing, everybody? It is one three twenty. How about that? 20. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Tori Reddington is here to talk about our trip to the college football playoff and LSU's upcoming trip to the national championship. And then Shea Martin is here to help me break down Louisville's Music City Bowl victory, UofL UK basketball, UK's Belk Bowl win, NFL wildcard weekend, and much, much more. But before we do, Start your new year off right. Check out O'Shea's Irish Pub. While Tori and I were gone, we had relatives in from New Orleans. Where did they go to dinner? O'Shea's Irish Pub. And guess what? They loved it. How could you not? Check out the best pub in the Ville, 956 Baxter Avenue and 123 Main Street downtown. All right, let's get it going. All right, Tori, you and I just had the pleasure of attending the college football playoff where LSU defeated Oklahoma 63-28. to Probably the coolest sporting event that I've ever been to. But it was very odd. 13.5 point favorite, and it was never really a game. You've been to so many games this year. How many? Um, I went to the first game, Florida, Alabama, the SEC championship, and then that game. So five. So five. Yeah. Five games. And I mean, I assume that you went into some of them not knowing what was going to happen. And it was very odd watching a game of that magnitude with that much on the line, but never really being nervous at all. Like not before the game, not during the game, not after the game. So were you nervous? I was a little nervous before because I keep thinking like somebody's going to expose our weaknesses and that I just keep thinking every game like, okay, this is the one it's going to be close. And that hasn't really happened yet. I mean, Alabama was close, but... I knew that was going to happen. Um, so I was a little nervous before, but I definitely didn't think it was going to turn out like it did. You were. You were kind of talking about it before, like, oh, are you guys ready to go? I'm, I'm getting nervous. Just like, I, there's no reason to be nervous. We'll play this game a hundred times against this team, and they're going to win every single time. And it kind of did look like that was the case. Oklahoma, their play was, was pretty bad. They forced a punt in the first quarter, and that was kind of their shining moment of the day outside of the long CD lamb catch that made it 7-7. to and then from that point, it was an absolute slaughter. Um, I, I want to start with Oklahoma so we can spend just a minute on them. They were really bad, but their level of class shown was probably worse, which was weird because we didn't have any negative experience with Oklahoma fans at all. But the targeting hit on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had nothing to do with the play. Dude gets ejected. And then you are have watched this game over, I guess, six times now. I've only watched it once. Well, it's just taken me a long time to get all the way through you it. You sent me a Snapchat of a guy trying to trip Jamar Chase yeah. after the play. Like, he tries to hit him helmet to helmet, misses, and then tries to grab his ankle. Yeah, while and, he's getting up. And then tur- it, it was just very odd. And Thad Moss, Randy Moss's son, said after the game, you know, like, we knew they weren't a good defense. We knew they were probably, like, the fifth best defense that we were going to play. And, and they talked a lot, but they – couldn't back it up. And I just want to know what you think of Oklahoma now. I mean, I don't think that highly of their team, I guess. They're the personnel on their team and their character. And the fact that, I don't know, their coaches just kind of let that happen. Like Coach O said when they were walking off at halftime, he's like, that's got to stop. I mean, we need these guys probably next weekend. Maybe that's why they didn't care because they knew they weren't not next weekend. Yeah, because they, they weren't <laughs> going to make it. They had no chance yeah. of winning. I did feel bad, though, uh, about talking bad about Jalen Hurts. So yeah. Because I did, you know, he walked out there for the first drive. It was 0-0. And all I could say is, oh, look how scared he is. He's scared to death. He's walking out here absolutely terrified. And he played like it. He didn't play very good. But his speech after the game about how he'll never play college football again and he promised the coach a national championship and he didn't do it, it's kind of heartbreaking. Well, I mean, that's a crazy thing to promise, first of all. Yeah, but I mean, high hopes. I love his confidence. He just didn't do it. Yeah, and I mean, watching the game over, like, they played – they didn't play horrible the second half. It was – we tied the second half, but they just they let it get so out of hand the first half. There's just nothing they could do. Yeah, so it's forty nine to fourteen at halftime. So I don't even did. know what you say in the locker room when you're losing forty nine to fourteen. You don't say anything. We didn't talk about the LSU Oklahoma game once during halftime. We just watched the U of L UK basketball game on Clark's phone. This is true. The entire time, I mean, it was euphoric in a sense of like you know you're watching your team and you want them to do so well, and they just are always doing that. They're only doing well. They. Anytime you want a first down, you get it. Anytime you want a touchdown, you get it. 
and it, it was really the most dominant performance in like college football history. It felt that way while we were there, but that's a really biased way to look at it. But Pick Six Preview, this um, college football account that I follow, actually tweeted and said that the LSU's win in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl was the most dominant win in the last 1,600 college football games. That's pretty crazy. It, it felt like that. Though. Yeah. I mean, it it just felt every time we had the ball, like there was no doubt in my mind that we were going to go down and score, except for the one time that we punted and the one missed field goal. But, I mean, other than that, the, there was just no doubt that Joe Burrow was going to go out there and get it done. Yeah, and we just watched that final drive where we scored 63, and you're, like, learning about all these guys. Like, who who is this guy? Who yeah. is this guy? And they're all rolling down the field, too. Right. And I think it speaks to Coach O's class and the rest of the coaching staff's class that that score didn't get to 80 in that game. Yeah, I heard Joe Burrow was actually kind of mad that he, he wanted to score 70. Uh, Joe Burrow might have been able to break every single passing record ever in, in a single yeah. game if they would have left him out there the entire time. And I'm glad they didn't because we talked about how Oklahoma might have been trying to hurt players and have ill intentions in certain spots. But I don't know. Everything ended up being fine. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted the game to go any other way, but we were really worried about Claude Edwards-Hilaire going into the game. He got hurt in practice after LSU had played in the SEC championship game. And he definitely wasn't himself in the game, and that's something that we talked about during it. Like, you, you can just tell something's off with Claude. Like, he didn't start in the game. He barely played. Didn't really need him. But what do you think about his injury after watching him live now? Um, when he was actually playing, it didn't look like anything was wrong with him. He looked okay. Um, I know hamstring injuries can be pretty serious. He said his recovery was actually miraculous, is what he called it. I, I think he'll be good for two weeks from now. I'm glad they didn't play him a whole lot. Chris Curry looked pretty good he also. Did. 90 yards. Yeah, uh, and like he, two-thirds of those were after contact. Yeah, like, and that's what I felt like at the at the beginning. Like, is this guy going to be able to break tackles because he hasn't been in this type of situation where it's all relying on him playing a defense that, I mean, you would think they're good. They're in the college football playoff. They weren't good. But he was really fast. Yeah. Extremely fast live. He, he looked like he could keep up with the receivers. But we thought we were going to see a lot more Davis Price. Didn't see a ton of him. Yeah, or Emery. Yeah, who scored the final the touchdown, final right? The final touchdown, yeah. So it felt like LSU was kind of a one-horse show in the backfield. But the other guys do have talent, and they yeah. really stepped up in a big spot. Didn't necessarily need to. I think Curry could have ran for six yards, and LSU still would have won the game by 28-plus. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we are, the passing game is so strong, like it just opens up the field for the running backs too. So Yeah, and Joe Burrow was quoted today saying, we have five guys going out for a pass every single time we throw the ball. And it's kind of like pick your poison. Like, I know one of these guys is going to beat one of your guys every time, and I'm going to find the right one. And that level of confidence is so, like, simple, like saying it that way, but it, it really it kind of makes a lot of sense, like that he is just scanning the field that well, and he's always finding the right guy. But I think we're going to need Edward Solaire and everybody to beat Clemson because they haven't lost a college football game since 2017 now. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's a long time. But let's let's talk about Joe. Uh, is he your favorite LSU player ever? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think me, there's no contest there. Me too. I don't think it's even close. I think he's my favorite college football player ever even. Because Lamar Jackson was that. But Lamar Jackson, he was incredible. It was just what's he going to do? You're there to see him. But Louisville could never really get over that hump and become nationally competitive after week nine. Occasionally before that. And I don't know that if you, you know, if you put College Lamar on this LSU team, are they in the same spot that they're in with Joe Burrow here? And I think if you replace Joe Burrow with Lamar from the Louisville teams, I, I don't know how that looks. Like, it's, it's all really different. And I'd yeah. like to think that Lamar could probably have LSU in the exact same spot. Because yeah. the rest of the team's that good. Right. But I do think that we're watching the most dominant college football season from a quarterback ever. And this stat is astounding. He threw for more touchdowns Saturday in the first half than Matt Ryan, the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, did in all home games this season. Seven touchdown passes in the first half. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, his mentality on top – I mean, obviously he's incredibly talented, but just his demeanor, like the fact that he was mad that they scored 63 instead of 70. And he – Coach O said that he was kind of mad in the locker room because he missed two passes to Justin Jefferson near the end zone. I mean, the like, we won – against number four Oklahoma in the college football playoff and he's not happy with how that went I mean that speaks a lot about who he is how tough he is and how much he just wants to win 
And I think it screams that this team is not just happy to be here. The video LSU Twitter put up of them all kind of saying what it means to have the championship in Louisiana. And you could tell they're all just so far from done. Like, they're not there for that celebration. They're there for the final game. And, I mean, you love Joe Burrow. You do. And you know a lot more about this LSU football team than anybody else I know, maybe even myself, because there was about 40 minutes left on the clock before the game had started. We were already in there. And I wanted to walk around the stadium, see some stuff, take some pictures. And you said, no, I want to watch LSU run out of the tunnel and watch Joe come out and stare at the other team. Yeah, he said he did that. And that's that's just like, it's, it's like the hardest shit ever, you know, like yeah. thinking about him, like walking out there and, and just, just staring, staring him down. Him. Yeah, like, like I'm about to kill you and I yeah. want to, I want to see you bef- like what you look yeah. like before I do it. And then I'm going to look at you after I do it. Yeah. Oklahoma just, they, they were so fired up and warmups and everything. And you're looking at them and, and they, they look cool. They got the Jordan uniforms on. They, they're all looking sweet. And then they're all just so defeated 20 minutes into the game. Yeah. I've really never seen anything like it. And, it, it, again, it's just so weird to make a trip to go see your team play in such a big game and, like, just be there to have fun. Yeah. And it really was exactly that. Like, I never at any point thought LSU's going to lose this game. LSU can lose this game. If right. this happens, LSU's going to lose. It never crossed my mind. Where does this game rank uh, for best games that you've attended this season. Because the Alabama game, you're in a hostile environment. You can't really be yourself. And sitting in between me and Clark and thousands, thousands, thousands of other LSU fans, you really could be yourself. But I think that the Alabama win was the biggest win of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be hard to rank them. I think I had the most fun at the game with you guys, obviously. Yeah. And it was fun because we've never gone to an LSU game together. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But just, I mean, the Alabama game is hard to top, too. But yeah, for sure. And Florida I, was really fun, too. Being in Baton Rouge had to oh, know, yeah. be means something. But yeah. yeah, it really was special. Yeah, we had never gone to an LSU game together, and that was a cool experience in itself. Uh, it is really nice to see how into it you are because you weren't really into football or any sort of sports when we were no. in high school. You know, like I, I think I like I started getting into football in high school because like um, we went to high school football games and stuff. But once I got into college and like was watching LSU every weekend, it's hard not to become just a huge college football fan. Yeah, and I've always liked LSU. We've had family down there our whole lives. I can still remember Matt Flynn and them winning the title and how yeah. cool that was and how unexpected it was and. What a weird season that was. But, yeah, being there with them all in the field celebrating, getting their shirts and hats, and they play Colin Baton Rouge in that, that oh, video. Oh, that was so awesome. And then my video is probably just as good of us singing it. But, yeah, that was a really cool experience. I'll never forget that. And when I went to the Miami game to start off last season, that was the first time that I had been to an LSU football game myself. And that was at AT&T Stadium uh, where the Cowboys play. That, that's what stands out to me about the LSU games is that song and, like, the way that the people kind of rally behind it. I was like, holy like, this is cool. And, like, Louisville sports are, are incredible to be a part of. I've had so many awesome moments at Louisville football and basketball games. But I just – I don't think any of it compares to going yeah. to an LSU football game. I mean, there's it. there's nothing like – especially, like, being in Death Valley, the real Death Valley, <laughs> and having 100,000 people around you, like, screaming and stomping to that song. Like, every single time I hear it, no matter if it's 7 a.m. on the way to work, like, I'm hyped. Yeah, it, and it's weird because it's just like a country song, yeah. but it, it like it like fuels your veins yep. full of like just wanting to win a college football game. And you said, you know, the real Death Valley, and that's what the championship is. It's a battle of the two Death Valleys. And we watched Clemson and Ohio State at a bowling alley somehow. I don't know how you guys get me to go to the places you get me to go to. When you we're loved it. You had the most fun out of anybody. Yeah, probably true. But uh, <laughs> it, Ohio State, and Clemson go kind of hand for hand. Like it, it was an extremely competitive game. Ohio State was up sixteen to nothing. It, it looked over, and then we're tuned back in, and it's sixteen to seven. And a lot of, a lot of questionable calls went against Ohio State in the game. And I, I really, do you think Clemson should be here? Do you think they should have beaten Ohio State? I don't. I, I didn't pay all that much attention to that game. Like you said, we were at a bowling alley. Um, I do think. I mean, I think they're one of the best teams in the country. But in that specific game, like, I don't know if I can speak to whether or not Clemson deserved to win that game. I mean, I know there was that one very questionable call that had Ohio State, had it been called um, a fumble instead of an incomplete pass, they would have scored. Yeah, and, and that would have been seven that, more points, yeah. and they lost by six. So th- that's tough for me to ignore. But they did 
kick a field goal in the red zone three separate times when they could have scored a touchdown, yeah. can't leave points on the board, and then Fields led that late drive that we were right. very tuned into and then threw the interception and lost. It's going to be an epic national championship. LSU's favored by five and a half. It is in Louisiana. It is going to be as much of a home game as you can possibly have in a national championship. I'm really excited for it. I'm also very nervous. I do think that Clemson deserves to be here for finding a way to beat Ohio State. But it seems like incorrect. It seems so wrong that Clemson could go undefeated in a bad ACC last year and then beat Alabama, who's undefeated and dominant, and win the national championship. And then the next season, Clemson can go undefeated in a bad ACC and then beat Ohio State and then beat LSU in the national championship. It doesn't seem right, does it? No. I mean, the one thing that everybody keeps bringing up is Clemson's defense. And, I mean, they gave, like, on average, they gave up, like, 240 yards a game. But they gave up, like, 500 to Ohio State. Yeah. So that definitely works in our favor. And, like, I, do, I just don't think, like, watching an LSU team and watching Joe Burrow and how much he just wants to win, like, I just can't imagine a scenario where the game is in New Orleans and Joe Burrow loses that game. Yeah, it, it seems so wrong. Yeah, I mean, I understand oh, Clemson's an amazing team, but I just, I can't, I can't imagine it. Yeah, I, I think that this season ends with a field covered in purple and gold confetti. I sure hope so. And I, I don't see a way that it ends otherwise. The dominance of LSU on both sides of the ball lately has been incredible. And now we get Michael Divinity back. And hopefully he's ready for a game of his life. He will never play another football game like this. No, nobody will on either side. But Jamar Chase only had two catches in the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, we he, he's, he was technically, I mean, he's the best wide receiver in the country, according yeah. to... What, the Blinkenhoff Award, is that how you say that? Yes. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually said that word out loud, so nice. I'm glad yeah, I said you, it right. You aced it. <laughs> but, I mean, he only had, like, the fourth most receiving yards in, in the, the game. game. It's in, crazy. Yeah. It, it, Justin Jefferson had 14 catches for, I think, 227 yeah. yards and, I, I think, four touchdowns. Yeah, he did have four touchdowns. And he, he counted it out on his hand, which was yeah. super hard. And then Terrence Marshall gives me the opportunity to do the we are Marshall thing in there. The guy in front of us just did not get it. He no, kept, he kept saying LSU. Yeah, he Poor kept guy. finishing the sentence with LSU. He did not understand what I was trying to get at. And then Randy Moss in the house watching his son dominate. Yeah. LSU doesn't have any holes. And you said earlier, like, I, I keep waiting for somebody to, like, expose our weakness. And I'm starting to think that that just doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, are you going to attend the national championship? I don't know. This has been I've I've thought about this most of the day. Um, so I've been to like every major game this season besides Auburn. But I just I can't imagine a scenario in which I'm not there. But a ticket like the cheapest ticket is eleven hundred dollars. That's a little much. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. Yeah, but, I'm not going to be there for eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. But most people, most of my friends at least, also don't want to spend $1,100. So I'm having a hard time finding somebody to go with me. Yeah, that's tough. And I already told Clark that like I kind of wanted to go with a friend who goes to LSU. Just because, I mean, he has fun at the games, but he just can't care as much as... No, it's impossible. Yeah. And it makes sense. I, I commended Clark in the game. Commended him. I mean, the guy is a trooper. He had a positive attitude the entire time he sat there. He wore gray and purple. He cheered for LSU. But like I, I can't relate to it. I don't know how that guy does that, yeah. and I think it speaks to his character. I think it screams volumes about how much he cares about you. It, it, the idea, I mean, I I very well could end up marrying a girl one day that likes the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, it's like 50% of the state probably, so. And the brief thought that I could maybe go to a Final Four and watch UK play another team and wear UK stuff and cheer for UK— I can't even finish the sentence. It, it's it's impossible. <laughs> and in fact, I think if I had to go to the game, I have enough team gear that I would probably wear the other team or at least another team playing in the Final Four. And the last thing you do is catch me dead in UK blue. It's something like that. And Clark just does it calmly. I mean, he, he has to like get from his Alabama he friends. He does a lot. He has to. Yeah. And I, that guy, man, I th there is not a cooler head in the world, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> than Clark. I mean, oh, he, what a performance from the yeah. guy. I, I've never seen anything like it, and I don't think I ever will again, and I definitely won't see it in the mirror. Yeah, definitely not. But yeah. I guess Clark, he's going to listen to this, so you should take me to the national championship. That's what you're telling Clark? Yeah. God, I mean, <laughs> I mean you guys would have fun because LSU's probably going to win the national championship, yeah. and then you guys could really party. And we had fun, you know. At the Final Four. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys had fun at the SEC we championship. Played, we so. played the opening game in New Orleans my senior year. 
and it was like the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And it'll be Bourbon Street after. Hopefully it won't be filled with sorrow. Yeah. We I, need to knock on a lot of wood after this episode. I I have so much confidence. It's insane. Okay. I, and I'm not going to I'm not going to not have confidence. And LSU has played what now 14 games? Yeah. And they won all 14. Yeah, they did. So there's literally no reason for I mean, me to even yeah. think there's a chance. Odds-wise, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just math. And basically at home, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm going to try to have like a watch party at, at O'Shea's or do something. But I, I can bring the same level of intensity at home as I can in the stadium. Arguably more because I can say literally whatever I want. But it, it's going to be unforgettable. I mean, you should go. It is it is once in a lifetime type thing. We won a championship in 2007. You were in fifth grade. And then we lost a championship to Alabama in 2011, 12. And yeah, you were I was like a sophomore. A sophomore in high school. Yeah. And, you know, could care less. You probably I did. Know. I watched that game. Okay, good. Yeah. It was an awful game. But I definitely didn't care as much then as I do now. Yeah, we did not cross 50-yard line. Yeah, that was rough. Very frustrating. I think it was 22 to nothing. A horrible way to spend an evening. But this season has been very much the opposite. It's insane to think that. In another lifetime, LSU played a football game and scored zero points after watching this oh, team. Oh, it's this nuts. Year. And uh, it, it honestly probably could have been the best day of my life if Louisville wins that basketball game. Oh, man, I know. Yeah, and I tried not to get too into it. I tried to appreciate where I was. And it was just impossible with Clark holding that phone over there. And well, you got to hold it for a little bit. That was it, You like brought some more good luck to it. I did. I think it's because I wanted it that bad. Yeah. But luckily, I mean, the game was going so well that you could focus a Definitely. little bit. It was really nice. I don't know what I would have done if both games were tied, but it was oh 38 God. to 26 in the UK UVL game. And we're like looking at the phone. And I'm like, all right, Clark, like have this back. And then we're like outside of the of the stadium. Yeah, that was really cool that you could just go outside and come back in. Just tuned in, watching Fresh Kimball finish with the left to tie the game, send it overtime. I just had so much hope only to be let down one more time by the Louisville basketball team playing against Kentucky. And... I, I honestly think that after like this whole weekend's over, that it was probably better for my own health that Louisville didn't win that game. Because yeah. when I was when the Music City Bowl ended, I was done. Like, yeah, out. Couldn't talk. I can imagine. Couldn't do anything. And you saw the video of me chugging all those Red Bulls. I did see that. Yeah, I was really of, proud. Yeah, a lot of mixed feedback on that. A lot of people saying like, "This made my night." That was so hard body. Thank you. And then a lot of people saying like, "Seek help." Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really worried about your hydration. I was just worried that you were going to get mugged. Oh, yeah, because the homeless dude in the video. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had Matt Nord with me. Yeah, yeah, you said that, but still, I mean. It's Matt Nord. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and and I hadn't had an energy drink since 11 a.m. It's day. crazy. I don't know how you made it that long. I don't know how I did either. It's got to be a record. Yeah, it's an open bar thanks to Dylan Bickle, who literally showed me the nicest time that I've ever had at a Louisville sporting event. And he took me everywhere. Everything was $0. He is the king. And then the queen of the weekend is Olivia Fong. Olivia. Whose hospitality is unmatched. I believe that was your story on Instagram for the SEC yeah. Championship. It's true. And it was just insane. She was such a great host. She knew all the best places to go. So, Olivia, if you're listening to this, thank you. I definitely enjoyed it. I hope Tori already thanked you. She probably did. She's typically polite. But, yeah, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed our time in her home. And, yeah, just what a weekend. I can't believe I just did all that. Yeah, I know. And I, it'll never happen again. I'll never go to both of my team's bowl games and then both win. I, I truly don't think that'll I don't, ever occur. I mean. To attend both, though. To be yeah, there at both. you're right. And for the timing of it to work out. Probably. And then both win. I don't know. It's it's very different than when I watched the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl a few years ago and LSU just killed Louisville. It was a very weird feeling. Yeah, that was a really weird time for me. I had an identity crisis. I bet, yeah. yeah. I, I was I was back and forth on that game because, like, you know, my Louisville fans are thinking they're going to win. And I'm like, you know, whatever. You know, you guys have no chance. And then my UK fans are like, LSU's going to kill them. Louisville has no chance. And I'm like, dude, chill. We're Louisville. Very, very confusing. Awful. Yeah. To, yeah, I can't imagine how you're dealing with that. <laughs> Forgot to do this on Chase part. Even though this is coming first, I am uh, recording this second. So I'm going to knock this out real quick. So, Tori, you're probably not going to know what I'm talking about at all. But I'm going to do the Red Talk Community Locks for the week for the NFL's Wild Card Weekend. Here we go. You can respond to any of this if you want. So we got Nick Hogan. He likes the Eagles Seahawks over 45 and a half. He's the only one that has that. Good luck, Nick. So many people like the Bills. It's insane. Dylan Bickle likes the Bills money line. Nick Phillips is on the Bills money line. Hashtag J. Cole. Bills plus three. Everybody likes the Bills. Dangerous. Dangerous place to be, don't you think? 
Well, uh, Coach O said, go Bills, go Tigers. You saw that video? Why? I don't know. Because Trey White? I don't, I don't, it was all over like Twitter and Instagram. Coach O cheering on the Bills. Oh, God. Yeah. I was going to take the Texans. Um, <laughs> Dustin Fowler and Trey Hayden like the New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings over 49 and a half. Austin Bickett and Corey Lefevre like the Seahawks minus one and a half. I'm right there with you guys. That's my lock of the week. That's going down. Pat loves the Pats minus four and a half, probably just because it's his name. Uh, do you have any you have any thoughts on the Saints? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope they win. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. I don't feel super great about if they do win going to play at Green Bay. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna be Green Bay. You think so? Yeah, I made my futures bet on the Super Bowl now that the Rams are officially not going to win the Super Bowl. I can't believe it. But uh yeah, I took the Saints at five to one to win the Super Bowl. So I am now with the family. I'm riding with the Saints nice. for the rest of the playoffs. But of course would love to see the Ravens win it as well because of Lamar Jackson. And just so many great times ahead. A lot of these LSU guys are going to be back, and a lot of them are going to go. But Joe Burrow is probably going to go to Cincinnati, and then we'll have Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow two hours away for hopefully the next, like, ten years. Yeah, that sounds like a dream. It, it, it does sound very cool. And, yeah, the Bengals just went 2-14. and 14. Their franchise is about to be saved by number nine. Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? Yeah, what's your uh, New Year's resolution? Oh, God. I mean, I have, like, 17 of them. You going to drink more water? One of them is to drink more water. That's good. Um, one of them is to not talk to <laughs> Um, uh, Let's see what else we got. Uh, one of them is to not get so worked up over sports results. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That'd probably be healthy too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, not letting athletes that are in between the ages of 18 to 23 absolutely determine my mood for yeah, three days. you can't days. really do anything about it. Yeah, I know. But I, at some point, it feels like I have a lot to do with it. We're not going to bet on the Bears. No more betting on the Bears. I know that doesn't mean anything to you, but that is one of my New Year's resolutions. No more than three energy drinks a day, no matter what. No matter what? No matter the size of the energy drink? Like, even if it's those little Red Bulls that you were chugging? That matters. Oh. That matters a okay. lot. Okay, well, you said no matter what. Because so. I, I meant like... Yeah, that was poorly. That was poorly worded. You mean the, like no matter how tired those you are. Mini Red Bulls, everybody's getting me on. Getting on me about those are eight ounces. So it's really like I just had. But is two it like more ones. caffeine? Like is it like condensed? No. Okay. No, it's just a mini little thing. Okay. I mean, I drink it like it's a shot. Yeah, I mean, do you? Yeah, it's it's gone in a second. Uh, spend more time with family. You know, I'm sure that one's gonna get you fired up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had, I had that I'm one. Pumped about that. Had that one on there for sure. A vacuum need a vacuum You're gonna more. Va- oh you, you need a vacuum need, more do you have a vacuum yeah i think so oh okay yeah we definitely have to have a vacuum somewhere but we need a vacuum more in the house um not let laundry pile up too much that's good yeah um i need to do a podcast with pappy on his war history oh yeah, for real yeah i I, do, I want to have that <laughs> that'd you know? be awesome i don't know if it, people want to listen to it yeah and i don't I mean, know if also, he'll even like, be able to listen to it because he can't hear to, me yeah you're gonna have to yell like really loud yeah so. i'll just have to turn the volume way down yeah yeah because i see him what's up pappy <laughs> so yeah that, that's gonna gonna come in pretty loud um yeah and uh yeah you know work hard be nice to people every single year yeah that's good yeah that's from our father is that it what are your New Year's yeah, resolutions? So you even going to ask me mine? Yeah. So the real one, I want to be more patient. I have a problem with that. But you do. I know. But also, I'm going to get more engaged in my texting conversations. <laughs> Dude, you do. You do need to get more engaged in your texting conversations. Poor Clark read your last 30 responses in the car. And Clark is your word. boyfriend. And he literally read, nice, nice, bye, see ya. Thanks, pal. Okay. <laughs> I say a lot of same. Same. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. I, everything one word. I mean, it is incredible. You never get more than 11 characters in your text message. And again, I mean, God bless Clark. If I'm talking to a girl and she's texting me the way you text Clark, the way you text everyone, the way you text me, <laughs> I'm just going to eventually stop responding to be like, all right, this girl doesn't like me. It's very obvious. Well, that all changes in 2020. There is no way you do that. Like I, I said, a lot <laughs> I did of, a good job today. You can ask Clark. I feel like I did. I made a conscious effort to like text more. Yeah, yeah I just call you every time. I even, I even IM'd him at work a couple times because we have that little we can IM each other. He's probably shocked. Yeah, for real. Yeah, he probably think thinks he that like I'm watching a lot of this you show, and he probably thinks someone has murdered you and has your phone. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they did though, they're doing a really bad job because they just need to type one word and have to work hard. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's actually really good. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Yeah, seriously, the main thing you need to work on is longer texting. I know, I know, I'm working on it. Okay. All right, time for Shay. All right, Shay, it's been a while. How are we doing? We're doing good. I mean, couldn't ask for much more. Good start to 2020, bowl season, full effect. Loving every minute of it. So much has happened since I last recorded because we did a recording right before I left for Atlanta for the LSU game. And then I was gone the whole time. We did the Of the Decade thing that was already recorded. And went to the Louisville game. It all feels like a blur. So much happened. Louisville got a bowl win. Kentucky got a bowl win. Kentucky and Louisville played basketball. College football playoff happened last week of the NFL season. And we haven't got to talk about it at all because I just now, today, got my voice back. So uh, very happy to have that back. It's actually very important for the podcast process. Uh, let's talk about the Music City Bowl first because it was awesome. It was a great way to kind of end an awesome Louisville football season. That was a little bit tarnished by the way the UK game went, and now it's kind of back. My morale in Louisville football is at an all-time high. I was in there. It felt great. The weather was perfect. Great showing from both fan bases, Mississippi State and Louisville, a ton of people there. What was it like watching the game on TV? Well, you know, it started out. When we went down 14-0 early, I was like, is this is this really how we're going to do this? Yeah, bummer. Like, you're just going to just destroy me? A Dez fumble, like, look over On the one, nothing, yeah. I'm just like, why, why, what did I do to deserve this? But, I mean, hey, the guys didn't put their heads down. Yeah. They came out to play. We got the awesome wide receiver pass from 2-2 to Ford for the touchdown. I was Love like, that. oh, man. Ensuing kickoff, fumble covers, like. Let's get it, guys. Like, come on, you know. The Big Red Louie guys wrote a preview article on the game, and it was like bold predictions for what's going to happen in the Music City Bowl. And they had Tutu throwing a pass in there. And I was like, you know, that makes so much sense. Like, we probably had that play saved all year. And I I watched the game over, and they said that during the broadcast. But I'm so glad we kind of left it all out there. I think that really speaks to the uh, success and the boldness of this coaching staff. Like, we want to win this game so bad. We're going to use everything we have to try to win it. I mean, two two through two passes. One of them went much better than the other one. The Marshawn Ford wide open touchdown that made it fourteen to seven. The other one almost resulted in a interception that and, would have taken uh, away you know, a field it's, goal. It's fifty percent. I'll take that. Every but day. how about? I mean, a crazy stat in that game that we hadn't kicked a field goal in six games. <laughs> that was nuts. when he came out for that field goal. I was, I was sitting there. I was looking around. And I was like. Guys, I don't think he's made a field goal this year. I was like, I really don't think we've made one. The announcer's like, he has thrown a touchdown pass, but he has not made a field goal yet. I was like, that is this, nuts. This is facts. Like, that's all there is to it. But a uh, great display of the skill position star power that Louisville has harnessed for this season and that Louisville keeps in the chamber for next season as well. Mikhail Cunningham was phenomenal. We absolutely found our quarterback. The Chubba Purdy worries should completely be gone at this point. We get two more years of this guy. He had 279 yards passing. He was effective running the ball. Two touchdowns. And the most impressive part to me about Mikhail is, is no interceptions. Like The guy just doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make mistakes. Is so impressed with him. Hawkins and Tutu Atwell both got over 100 yards, which has kind of become the norm for Louisville football. It was a great performance, but perhaps the most impressive part was our rushing defense and the improvement from the Kentucky game because Mississippi State's a run-dominant team, and they averaged five and a half yards a carry during the season. We held them to four, only 145 rushing yards in the game. Just really impressive overall. Yeah, I mean, Kylan Hill, their star back, going going pro. You know, he didn't play the whole game. He got hurt, but our defense does not look good anyway. So just to see that we had some life on that line, especially being down early, I was happy. And, like, backpacking off what you said about Mikhail. If he would have thrown one more pass, he would be second in the country in uh, passer rating. Passer rating. Only behind Joe Burrow. And how about Mikhail that? Cunningham. I guess I only like elite quarterbacks. Joe yes. Burrow and Mikhail Cunningham. It's a pretty good thing to do. Yeah, don't just don't bring up Jared Goff. But, yeah, a, very impressive. And once uh, Dorian Etheridge, our best defensive player, was ejected from that game, it, it didn't feel good for me because that's our guy that gets all the tackles. It's <laughs> Who's 100% tackles the now? only guy that usually shows up to the game. Yeah, and he, he gets ejected, and the Louisville fan base is about to rush field. They're so mad. And he's well, like, that ejection was just... Bullshit. See, I mean, and I haven't seen the video of what actually happened yet. Like, I watched the game over yesterday, but I was kind of tuning in and out, and I missed that part of of the game when that happened. So, I, what happened? I mean, he he got rolled up on after uh, after a tackle, and the Mississippi State player straight up had his ankle and was holding it. So he goes to, like slide his ankle out. He puts his other foot on the guy's back, 
and trying to slide it out the second time he couldn't get it so he he kicks him that's fair and he gets up ejected i was like this guy was trying to break his ankle and there's nothing for him and nothing i'm like what are we doing here and they reviewed that for a while too i feel like at uh that was really tough i kind of felt like that we couldn't handle that because defensive depth has been a huge issue all year and that's our best player on defense I really thought that was going to do it for us, but everybody stepped up, and honestly, they had way more offensive success with Asturidge in the game. You know, they went up 14 nothing with him in there, and then he gets ejected for whatever reason, and here we are. And as you pointed out before the podcast, that's the second straight Music City Bowl. Our best defensive player has been ejected. James Burgess, first play with the Lamar Music City Bowl, just not targeting over the middle, ejected immediately. Shame, right. I guess the Nashville refs just can't handle the cards. Or maybe Nashville can't handle us because that's two straight bowl victories in Nashville, and that's I don't right. know if there's any other city that we can say that about. I'll take it. It was a fantastic night, and I felt like it was a really positive summation of like what Louisville football was this year. The bad games were the bad games, but like that was Louisville at their best. All their stars were playing great. Even got Devontae Pete a touchdown. Who, that was awesome. Like The last one he got, I'm pretty sure, was Lamar's freshman year at NC State. How crazy is that? Stuck around, paid his time. Solid special teams player for us over the years. And yeah, our receiving special court, teams captain for a couple of years. And our, our receiving core is solid. You know, Dawkins, oh, yeah. really disappointing season, but Fitzpatrick and Atwell were as good as we could ask them to be. And They're just, both coming back. It's, it's, I know, it's so awesome to think about. And it was tough for him to find a spot on the field, but he caught a huge touchdown. Nick Hogan, who's on the podcast, he was telling us all weekend that Kane Pass was going to be a player of the game. He was going to have a huge game. We were all just like, okay. You know, I don't sure, know why man, you've singled cool. him out. <laughs> and he scored. We were partying so hard. We what were a all, play that was. We were all doing the bop dance in there. It, it was the best time. We had great seats. Just so much positivity from the Louisville fan base there. Awesome night afterwards. Really proud of the guys. Oh, they deserved it. You know, they had a tough year. Whether or not, you know, you can – you can single out game game by game, say how you felt about it, but this team won two games last year. They won eight this year. Biggest improvement in the country. You got you to take the season as a win. And I think that was the biggest win we had this season. I think you could put it right there with the Virginia home win and the win at Wake Forest that kind of helped us be like, wow, we're here. We're really going to do this. We might make a bowl game. We might win a bowl game. But getting there was the goal. Winning it is kind of icing on the cake. Have to feel great going into next year because, like you said about our receivers – and our quarterback, and our running back, all these guys are coming back. And the O-line besides Becton. And we did this in this game without Becton, who is arguably, you know, if, the, if he's probably our best player. Yeah, if Louisville, if this, if there's an NCAA football video game, Becton is our player with the highest overall on the team. Has to. And there's no debate about that. And doing that without him on a team that drastically struggled as an offensive line last season, just all really impressive. Shout out to Satterfield and the guys. I, I'm all in for Louisville football. Preseason ranked next year. Why not? I don't know about that. I think we should be. I mean, we got everybody back. Rank us 23rd. Me and Tori have already talked about the LSU game. And during the LSU game, something else happened that we should address. Kentucky beat Louisville in basketball for the 97th straight time. Uh, 78 to 70 in overtime. An incredible game. I was able to watch... I'm embarrassed to say almost all of it on the phone during the game. Uh, I was focused on the LSU game, but it got to a point where LSU was up by 28 really early. And I mean, it was like a million to nothing in the first quarter. I was worried so about bad. the guys. I had to know what was going on. We lose the game, but there were a lot of good moments. There was also some really bad moments. Let's start there. What went wrong? Wara showing up in big games went wrong. But also, mental toughness, guys. What's up with the free throws? Yeah, that's... 74% on the year. We should go 9 for 20. And that, that's a killer in there. You like, Maxi had 26 or 25, 26. Yeah. You know what? He's the best player on the court. He shows up in the big games. He you did. Can't, you got to expect that. He did. He was taking contact, finishing like crazy. Four for five from three. I he mean, was the guy's not, a player. He, was, he wasn't going to lose that game. They wanted it more than Louisville did, but not more than everyone on Louisville did. The free throw thing was so, so frustrating. I just couldn't believe it. But how about Fresh Kimball in that game? I, I think – He better be starting. I mean, how about that – it, Darius played pretty well, too. He made some big shots. But Fresh, he was not afraid of that environment at all. He was he thriving there. He looked like the only there. one that wasn't. He wanted it so bad. I was also really impressed with Enoch and Malik Williams' ability to finish over yeah, I like, uh, I like that. the toughest link that we're going to face this season, arguably, with how big and long Kentucky is. There were a lot of positives. Dwayne Sutton's an absolute dog. You know, He was out there giving it everything he had. If Dwayne was 6'9", 
<laughs> he might be the best player. In the he might be like the next Montrez. I mean, if he was, if he was <laughs> six nine, but man, him being six five just hurts. It sucks. Yeah, but he he does all he can out there, and I I was impressed with the guard play. You know, McMahon. That's a bad matchup for him. I didn't hate the last shot though. You know, I, no, I mean the percentage. If you looked at it, it's it's not a bad shot. For yeah, him. no, I mean, we, I, don't, I didn't like it with twenty seconds left. Yeah, I, I just wanted us to take a shot at the win. You know, like I, I didn't feel like we were going to be able to sustain the overtime battle f- with them for much longer. And uh, Kimball was hurt at that point, too, later in the game. So right. without him out there, I, I didn't really know who I wanted to shoot. But, yeah, man, Wara makes that huge three in overtime to go up 68-65. And I, that's when I really felt like it was going to happen. But props to the Cats. I mean, they they took some punches in the mouth, too, and they bounced back. Shout out Nick Richards. Yeah. That was a beast on the glass. He was. And I did think um, – Coach Cal coached a slightly better game than Chris Mack did. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, yeah, it, it gets to a point where we're kind of beating a dead horse. It, it sucks it's a regular season basketball game, but if you're a Louisville fan and you don't admit that you want that one more than any other win that we could possibly have, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even, I don't know what to say. Like, we just can't beat them. I don't know why. We beat, all the, we beat Duke. We beat Carolina. Mango beat Virginia. And we just cannot beat Cal and the Cats. Yeah, that Quentin Donovan win in 2016 felt really special at the time. And I tell you what, it starts to become a little more special as it goes on because who knows when we're getting another one? Yeah, it's it's pretty rare. It it, it felt like if not now, then when in that game. And I think I mean just rest of the year wise, I don't think McMahon needs to be starting anymore. And the crazy thing about it, it's not even he's a defensive liability. He's not hitting enough shots. I think we all thought that eventually McMahon would be the guy rotated out and it would be either Kimball or Perry, but we're not getting anything from Sammy Williamson. And I, I th- I'm not really I mean, expecting it. It's got to be something in practice because yeah. he doesn't play a lot. No, he doesn't play. And everybody said Chris Mack doesn't play freshman, yada, yada, yada. But his defensive rotations are a little bit off. He just looks nervous out there, which, you know, a lotter- a projected lottery pick shouldn't be nervous in every college basketball game. So No, well, I mean, he probably has this, well, if I don't do – Excellent. Yeah. I'm already out. One mistake, and it's, I'm he's gone. out for the game, too. He's not like he's coming back in. Which is kind of the Rick Pitino thing. And that's also a product of him being at Louisville where Chris Mack feels like he has nine guys he can put in the game. So if you're not going to bring it, you're not going to be out there. Right. And I don't hate that plan, but the main thing on that game is Wara has to be better. He He's our has guy. And as simple as that. He has to be able to score. He has to be able he to tone down. He missed those two free throws. How big was that? That, that mean, was the biggest swing of the game. Him missing that, and then McMahon come to the line. Ninety-one percent career misses misses the front end. It like, hurts. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and and you you have to make those little things work when you're playing a team like that in an environment like that. And we just didn't. And we also had some crazy things happen, like Kimball hitting that sweet reverse Revert, layup, that was dirty to tie he it. Bang two threes, and I was like, God, this guy's a player today. Yeah, it, that's what we've been waiting for. That's what the highlight videos from St. Joe's showed. And I feel good going forward. We had so much go wrong, and we still almost won the game. So Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's the worst part. I want to say we're the better team. I really do, but they beat us, so I can't. But, I mean, if we hit our free throws, we win that game easy. I think both Louisville and Kentucky will be teams that you don't want to see in March. I think both teams are easy second weekend, if not Elite Eight caliber teams. I agree, and, uh, and hopefully we get there. And it, things aren't going to slow down for us. We have Florida State this weekend. They're number 19. They're 12-2. and two. They have wins at Florida, at Purdue, and against Tennessee. Their two losses, both on the road, at Pittsburgh and at Indiana. They beat us by five the last time we played. Uh, what are you hoping to see against the Seminoles at 2 o'clock on Saturday? I need War to get a shot back, first off. I mean, well, I need the whole team to get their shot back. One for 11 for three in the first half of last game. Just everyone to shoot a little bit better. Just control the ball a little better, no turnovers. When we get to the line, let's make them. Let's go three. Let's go seventy-five percent. I'm beyond down for that. I just hope Chris Mack shows them, you know, what went wrong, but also what went right. Down thirty-eight twenty-six in a hostile environment, yeah. forced overtime. We're right there. Should have won the game. This four state game's big. That, we don't talk about that enough. We were down twelve and came back and took the lead. Exactly. Not yeah, that didn't happen. I didn't expect it. when We were down twelve. I'll tell no, you that. I was ready to, you know, but for, I was ready to watch LSU put up sixty on Oklahoma rather than watch this game. Yeah, and Florida State, uh, they. They've been a really good team the past few years. They always have a ton of length. We just had to win that game. You don't don't want to let one loss become two. I want to see us come out and be like, okay, th- this is who we are. Like the good side of this UK game is who we are. Yeah, we need it. And Florida State, they're they're great. It's Louisville's only going to be favored by I, I would guess five in that game, but we'll see. I'll be in attendance. I'll be and my morale's high. You know, we won the Music City Bowl. LSU won. I, we did lose that game, but I, I still have a lot of faith in this Louisville basketball team. 
uh, other major bowl games because we missed a lot of them. Uh, what do you have? We, we had Alabama get a win, Georgia get a win. Oregon, Wisconsin was epic. A lot yeah, happened. Yeah, I love the Oregon-Wisconsin game was a fantastic Rose Bowl. Every time the Rose Bowl's on, though, it's just like, damn, this actually is the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, like, color contrast great. was phenomenal. And that January 1st, it, all four bowl games, everybody was ranked. I like, didn't appreciate it enough at the time. Like, I definitely no. watched every second that I possibly could. But, it, you know, now after that game ends, like, we got Cincinnati and Boston College in a weather delay right now. And there really isn't another high-profile bowl game there, there's not. until LSU I think plays. Larry, what do we got later tonight? Indiana, Tennessee. In, Indiana, Tennessee, which – Okay, and it's crazy. Like you know, it's all flowing. So much is being thrown at you. There's so many great games in such a few amount of days, and then it's like it's all over, just like that. Which I don't know. I, I don't I, know if you saw the some of the pictures from the Rose Bowl last night. Oregon's helmets that were silver and glistening, reflecting in the, sun. the sunset on their helmets. That Beautiful. was. I don't know how that happens, but that was amazing. It would definitely be cool to go to the Rose Bowl one day. Alabama biggest lock ever. Michigan has never won a game since Harbaugh's been there that they were an underdog in that game. So winning it straight up, it has never happened. Uh, gauging motivation in bowls is important, but also like like Saban said afterwards, like a lot of juniors for Alabama played in that game. And it was a great opportunity to improve their stock where nation's eyes are locked on to a game and you go out there and play well. And they did. I thought Alabama was really impressive. They, they rarely aren't these days. Pat Jones is a player. Yeah. I mean, I think I think two is going to go pro and they don't look like they're going to speed. He, Mac Jones can sling that ball. He put on a Snapchat story, though, to be continued in the Alabama year. Yeah, I mean, he said so we'll January see. 6th is decision day. Is it? Yeah, he said that yesterday. Or he tweeted it. Whatever he does is fine. You know, I think no, no, it's his life. You know, I, I think Alabama be, will be great no matter well. what. But um, yeah, let's. I mean, in uh, Georgia yesterday, a lot of they gave what fifteen people set out. What you said pre podcast, yeah, something like that. Like fit like in ten starters. But Pickens and Swift and Fromm all played, and that was enough to beat Baylor. Sickening. That's Baylor should shut down the program. Uh, Baylor not a great performance yesterday from them. Uh, I mean, Matt Rule might be the next coach of the Giants. We don't know. Yeah, Georgia easy lock there. Lynn Bowden had quite the historic day. He ran for 230 yards. He threw a game-winning touchdown pass. He punched somebody pregame. And um, Belk Bowl MVP, congrats. Yeah, I mean, he he played real well. He did just about every single thing that you can possibly do as a human being in between the hours of, like, 10 a.m. Yeah, I mean, he's— 4 p.m. We were talking, some of my buddies were like, not just in our lifetime, is he the best Kentucky football player ever for a single season? I think they'll build him a statue. That's upsetting. This is what I think. Yeah, it's the most rushing yards by a quarterback in a bowl game ever. So that's a shame. Yeah, more than uh, Lamar's now in third, and Manziel's Johnny Menzel's in second. Yeah, so they're all within. I think it was like eight yards. A hell of a game though. Like, like super, super exciting. Pat just sent me a video of how Virginia Tech's kind of Music City Miracle play lined up, and if they would have got one more lateral off across the field, they easily would have walked in and scored. Instead, Kentucky does. They win by seven. It's a great win. It's a heck of a season for a U.K. football team that lost what was maybe going to be their best player in Terry Wilson way long ago. Like It feels like another season hurt. ago. It's like third quarter of the second game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to, to bounce back and still have that kind of year, really impressive from the Cats. Um, let's, uh, let's move to the NFL. It's wild card weekend. There's four games. Uh, let's just go through them all and talk about them a little bit. So first game is uh, Saturday, I think 4 o'clock. Texans favored by three against the Bills. A winner of this game likely gets the Ravens unless the Titans win. What are you thinking of this one? I feel like you got to say Bills here, but the Texans could go off for 50 points, but the Bills could shut them down. I, just, I have no idea what to say to this game. Like Josh Allen, it's going to be his first playoff appearance, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, hopefully Deshaun can, you know, the front line can hold for him so he can make some plays, get it out to Newt, get it out to Fuller. Well, I, I really just don't know who's going to win this game. I have no idea what team's going to show up. It is. It is really tough. The Bills had some really impressive wins over the last five weeks of the season. Both of these teams sat a lot of players week 17. Didn't give you their best. The Bills lost to the Jets. And uh, yeah. the Texans pummeled by the Titans, who were their huge favorite because the Texans had people out. So it, this is a really tough one to pick, I think. Uh, I think the Texans are way better at the skill positions. You got Hopkins. Yeah, you're comparing him to the Bills' number one wide receiver, who is John Brown, and then you got Josh Allen comparing him to Deshaun Watson in terms of this week. Yeah, I mean when you do it that way, but also you could look DeAndre Hopkins going against 
Tre'Davious White. True, very true. So. The the Bills' defense is better than the Texans' defense, yeah. and the Texans' offense is better than the yeah, Bills' yeah, offense. Yeah. So this is going to be a great game. J.J. Watt might play. Yeah, J.J. Watt. I'd, I'd love to see him out there just he try to give him a little bit. He was supposed to be out bit. for four months, two months ago, but he's practicing. Yeah, so uh, if he plays, I would like to take a prop bet on him getting hurt again. Not that I want him to get hurt again, just because it's the lock of the century. He just can't. That guy can't stay healthy. It's a shame. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, he gets hurt constantly. I'm, I'm taking the Texans in this one, though. Uh, not an official pick, but I do think the Texans are going to win it. Tennessee, New England. Pats favored by five. This is an interesting one. The Titans are rolling. Ryan Tannehill has more wins against the Pats in the last seven years than any other quarterback. That's wild. Can Tennessee do it, though? I don't think so. I think the Patriots are hearing all this. You didn't get the one. You didn't get the bye. You didn't get the one seed. You know you don't have home field. This is your only home game, more than likely during the playoffs. And Belichick's just like, bring it on. Yeah, come on, just say all you want. We, I need to motivate this team somehow after these three Super Bowls the last five or six years. I have to motivate them somehow. There's no denying that the Titans are playing better football than the Patriots, and honestly, better football than a lot of other teams that are playing in the playoffs. And Vrabel does have that Patriots connection. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. There's a ton of awesome storylines, but the Patriots needed that Dolphins win. They were favored by 15 and a half. They needed that win to get a bye, and they lost to the Dolphins at home. So I think the Titans absolutely have a chance to win this game. Oh, they totally have a chance. I just... I don't know, man. It just reminds me a little bit of that playoff game the Patriots played last year after the Chargers had dominated the Ravens. Nick made Lamar look not like he had looked every other week before that. And then the Chargers go into New England. New England's favored by like five, right, where they are this weekend. And everybody likes the Chargers because the Chargers have looked way better than the Patriots have looked. And they just feel like the Chargers have better players and they're playing better at the right time. And the Patriots just kill them. And they they just are the Patriots. Their their system works perfectly. They still have Josh McDaniels calling the plays. If they can slow down Derrick Henry at all and make Tannehill win this game with his arm, I just don't see it happening. And that's the one running back you take. I mean, how crazy is oh, that? Yeah. If you, I mean, if you lead, start a team in the NFL in rushing yards, yeah, and he won that on like the last week of the season. That's oh yeah, a, he he did not lead until this past. Yeah, weekend. first time since Barry Sanders in 1990. But I, I like the Pats here. I, I like them to cover the points as well. I, it's just hard for me to imagine a world where the Titans go in there and win this game, especially Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, like the Pats the Pats don't play Wild Card Weekend. But if they do, if they do lose this game, it's an epic collapse, and then there's a lot of you know, are they going to blow this whole thing up based on really just two weeks? You know, I mean, everything mm-hmm. else has kind of been fine, and then you lose to the Dolphins in a game like that, which I think was the biggest money line upset of the NFL season. I mean, they were fair by 16 yeah, and 16 lost the game. That's somewhere. a ton. I mean, you rarely saw a spread like that. And the Dolphins are that team. That were, yeah. You know, I the mean, Cowboys like minus 20 against them earlier this year. The Patriots wildest thing of that game might have been Stephon Gilmore just getting burnt yeah, by Devontae all game. <sighs> Devontae, incredible season. Incredible, like, last eight games. Yeah, like 1,200 yards on the season or something like yeah. that. He made himself some money. I, I wish I could see him in a, a system that would kind of thrive because – I don't. The Dolphins, like Pat said on the preseason podcast, they'll find a way to get to five wins. They always do. They won't make the playoffs, but they won't get a really good draft pick. <laughs> That's exactly where they're at again. Good call, Pat. Now, biggest spread of the weekend, your team, the Minnesota Vikings, playing the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs. It's a classic matchup. The Saints are favored by eight points. Do you have faith? Got to have faith. Okay. My faith is based solely on I hate the Saints. And they haven't been super consistent at home this year. I mean, with Breeze, they let the Cardinals hang around for three quarters. They got beat by the Falcons. They should have lost to the Panthers until Joey Sly missed that, like, eight-yard field goal. (laughs) I mean, they lost to the Niners. Yes, it was a shootout, but, I mean, the defense didn't play great. We have a healthy Dalvin, healthy Thielen. Kirk, I'm going to need you to – I don't know, Kirk's playoff stats, he probably doesn't have a ton of losses. I don't think he's been there all but once. We just got to go down there and show up. Last time we were there in the playoffs was – Bounty Gate when they tried to break Brett Favre in half, which was just garbage. I didn't think that was going to get brought up today. Should have gone to the Super Bowl that year. That was just, I mean, it's Sean Payton should he should be in prison. The uh, the Saints have won six of seven coming into this game. Only one of those wins has come against a playoff team though, and that is Tennessee Titans. They did have that epic battle with the Niners where they lost forty eight forty six. That's their only loss. Saints are playing some really good football. Yeah, Michael Thomas is very good. Too. Yeah, he's the best receiver in the NFL. Our corners are the NFL. worst part of our team, too, so I'm, I'm terrified. That's not great. And they finally got Kamara rolling. He had one touchdown until the last three weeks, and now he's going off again. That win in Tennessee was really impressive to me because the Titans really needed that one. The Saints didn't really need it that bad. 
and they still found a way to get it done. The Saints are playing some really good football at the right time. Hard for me to imagine a world where the Saints are out first round this year. We're going to need a couple Minneapolis miracles to win this game. But it's happened. It, you know, for all you Saint fans out there, I hope you remember that game because yeah. that was the happiest night of my life. Another another kind of reason that they probably, you know, God may give them this one, but we'll see. It, it should be a great game. It, I think the the spread is a little high. I, I think the we Saints have are, to cover eight. I mean, co- that's excessive. I think the Saints are definitely going to win the game, and I think you're seeing that bumped up to eight because all this teaser money coming in on the Saints, you know, just taking it from seven to right. one. Because I do think the points are, are tough to evaluate. Because the Vikings are going to go leave it all the way out there. Dalvin Cook's healthy. He's ready to rock. Said he was full go. Mm-hmm. He was fully healthy on the depth chart yesterday. So Yeah, so you have to love that. That's your best offensive weapon. You're going to need him out there. Hopefully Thielen. I mean, Thielen's been a no-show since we played at Detroit like week six or seven. Yeah, he killed so, my fantasy team. Yeah, you know, that. You know, I hate to see that, but I'm ready. I'm glad he's here for the playoffs. I like the Saints here. Uh, if I had to make a pick against the spread, I would take the Saints. But I do think the Vikings are capable of hanging in this game. Kirk Cousins, another fantastic stat year. He usually has them. He, this, he was a top five quarterback probably it, this year. This is it, though. Like, if he wins this game, like, I think he kind of sheds a lot of that he negative backlash that he gets because this is going to be a really tough game He's to a win. player. He is good technically player. a player. He's yeah. a good player. He is rostered. Uh, let's see. We got Eagles-Seahawks last game. Seahawks by one and a half, the same exact spread as when they played Philly about a month and a half ago in Philly. The Seahawks won that game, I think, 17-9, to very low scoring. Seahawks have lost three straight coming in. The Eagles have won four straight. Are the Eagles going to win a playoff game? No. I don't think so. Since uh, Pete Carroll and Russ have been together, they are 5-0 and versus Philly. Like you said, you, they beat him earlier this year. I think it's going to be very close. I think it might be a field goal kind of game because Carson wins. I mean, he's playing some – Really good football, so I'd love to. I'd love to see Wentz keep it rolling, but uh, I think Russ and Marshawn being back there now, I think they're gonna have to stop that. I think the Seahawks, where they are, being the five seed versus where they would have been as the three if they would have beaten the Niners. I think you'd rather play this Eagles at Philly first round than have to host the Vikings. No, that's that seems. You know, makes sense. Like I know that they would probably rather be at home and all that. It's a really long flight to Philly, but, but it's, I, I mean, you're playing a you're playing a weaker team. Yeah, and I and I'm looking at it like the Seahawks are so due to win a game. They came out laid an egg against the Rams. They came out laid an egg against the Cardinals, but they played great in that San Francisco Sunday night game. If they call that pass interference pat, uh, on Hollister in the end zone, then Beast Mode runs it in from the one. And oh, I mean that delay a game. Too they have was, a parade. That was horrendous. How, how does that? That's, How does that happen? That's worthy of a loss, and that's what it got him. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's just – I could not believe that. But it was an incredible game. Two very good teams, but I I just – I can't – I'm not taking the Eagles to beat you Russell Wilson in the first round. The Eagles. the Eagles lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, and I mean, shout-out to the Eagles. That, that was an awesome playoff run that they just made to yeah. be here to win the NFC East. But their best wide receiver is Greg Ward. He's a player. He is. But I, I, I like the Seahawks a lot here. Yeah, I mean, you sh- you should. Yeah, and uh, that gets us into the locks of the week. My first one, Seahawks, about one and a half. I'm taking Wilson over Wentz. And the beast mode thing worked a little better than I thought it would. I thought he would be a little out of shape, not as effective. And he I mean, okay. they're only going to want him for those four, five, and closer yards. Yeah. You're not giving it to him on first and ten. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm taking the Seahawks, though, by one and a half. I, I wish the Eagles – like, I wish I could take the Eagles so I could cheer with Kendrick because he really likes the Eagles, but – they're going to lose, so you can't have to give out a winner here. So, Seahawks, minus one and a half. What do you have first? Pats minus five. It's. I mean, there's no way they lose to the Titans. No way. It just. It's impossible. I'm not mad at it. My next pick, I have the Pats in a teaser, so I'll take them plus one, and I'm going to pair them with the New Orleans Saints, and I'll take them by two. I have a tough time believing that either of those teams are going to lose this weekend, and that really gives us, if that does happen, some really, really interesting second-round games. It's hard for me to even imagine the Saints playing a playoff game in Green Bay. Like, doesn't that kind of feel weird, like the the optics on mm-hmm. that? Like, I don't know if I've seen that before. <laughs> you know, it, it seems weird. And then you have the classic matchup where the Chiefs are going to host the Patriots. And that would be incredible. And just feel like that's where we get to after this weekend, of those two games. So I, I'm taking that as a teaser as well. What do you have next? Vikings money line. Who needs Vi- points? Vikings money line. We're beating the Saints, and we're going out to San Francisco. We're going to show Jimmy G what a real team plays like. Cool. Um, I definitely didn't think you were going to go 2-0 on your picks. So, 1-1, that'll do just fine. We have Bachelor Talk back next week 
Are you Uh-oh. ready? I'm ready. I hope the listeners are ready. Yeah, I'm ready. We'll record on Monday nights after the show is over, and then that'll be out Tuesday morning paired with some sports stuff most of the time. Lexi will join us every now and then, but me and Shay are back for the Bachelor Talk on Tuesday. I mean, that break flew by. It seemed like we were just in paradise, and now we're with Peter. We were almost knocking on heaven's door. I'm excited. I'm excited for Peter. I think he's going to be a good Bachelor. Pilot Pete. And please, if any of you all know the spoilers or the winners, and if you tell me, just go ahead and we're not friends. Yeah, like you took the words out of my mouth right there. I get that you all know who wins the show, and I cannot explain to you how dumb that truly is. I would not watch any of these sporting events if I knew what the final score was already, unless I could, I could bet on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do they have viewers if they if they're the facts are just out there. I have no idea. It's it's amazing. Probably because people like us who are just not going to let it affect us. That's because we have a job to do. Yeah, yeah, we do. So we're going to get after it. Please do not ruin the show for us. Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? Everyone, pray for me. I'm first in our bowl pick em. And I, I need this. Yes, I need bowl this. pick em. Shay's looking at a $520 prize if he wins this bad boy. I mean, first, everyone pray against Clay Crowdis and Austin Bickett. And I mean, you don't have to pray against Will's dad. I was gonna say you're gonna tell me to pray he, against my dad. As long as he doesn't beat me, that's cool, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That I hear you. I mean, that that would be a huge win. I like everybody that's in that bowl pick them. So anybody that wins is fine with me. All right, Shay. Is that all you got? That's all I got. All right. Ttyl.